Welcome, welcome to episode eight of Origins of Success. So guys, episode eight uh, is going to be all about self-awareness, the ability to be able to self-assess. So we've talked about um, self-value. We've talked about, you know, all the way back on episode one, um, you know, the value. What is the value? Um, What does that mean? Um, and then we talked about goal setting. We talked about starting with your why. We talked about habits and how that's how that ties into uh, actually getting to the goal. And, and I think the ability to self-assess is is like one of those foundational things that somebody's got to have. I mean, you just have to have it because if you can't get a realistic baseline of where you're at, um, that is kind of a 30,000 foot view of, of, of who you are, where you're at, um, where you want to go, that kind of thing, then it's really hard to, uh, tell what you need to work on to be able to get where you're at. You know, it's, it, some people will say, some coaches will say that, you know, you are, uh, your life is the sum total of your best choices up until this point. And so if you are not where you want to be, then then you've got to say to yourself, okay, if my best choices got me here, then obviously I need to learn to make better choices or uh, I need to become better in order to be at a place where I, I'm, I want to be. Uh, that's if you don't currently like the place where you're at. And, and maybe you do, but... Uh, you know, this podcast is all about getting better. Um, you know, so if that's, if that's your thing, this is your place. This is, you know, you're my people. If you want to improve your life, get better and, um, you know, get to a place, if you got goals and aspirations and things you want to achieve, then this is the podcast for you. And so I'm all about not having regrets. You know, at the, at the, if you listen to the trailer of this Podcast. What it's all about is being able to lay on your deathbed and go, "I regret nothing. I I regret nothing. I'm so glad." Uh, You know, you may have small regrets, but you know, if there's an old saying where if you if if you are are uh, if you fall down on your back, you know, uh, or if you get knocked down, uh, then. I, I'm, I'm completely messing this up, but it, it's something like, I'm going to paraphrase it. So if you get knocked down, then that's that could be somebody else's fault. But if you don't get up, that's definitely your fault, right? So if if um, if you can look up, you can get up. You know, Les Brown says that. And so, you know, I, I think that um, not everybody starts in the same place as far as success goes. Uh, some people are born with a lot more hurdles to overcome than other people, and some people have a great starting point, and some people have a way far, you know, back starting point. But uh, wherever your starting point is, if you're not moving forward, that's your fault. That's your fault, 100%. You know, accountability, and so self-awareness allows us to be able to look at ourselves and go, um, you know what do I need to improve upon to be the person that produces the life that I'm, that I aspire to. And 
most of the time it's 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 not you know if we're not doing something if we're not doing the habits that we need to do most of the time it's not that we don't know how to do it you know everybody knows how to uh, lose weight you eat less you move more now that's a real simple equation why don't we do it it's because of our habits right and we have there's and, and those habits are you know we're performing those habits every day whatever they are if it's going in this case going to the refrigerator too many times a day uh going to the pantry too many times a day because you get this pattern or this loop that repeats that you every time you walk in the kitchen you open up the microwave because there's something in there to eat right now i may or may not be talking about myself (laughs) but uh you know that that causes you to eat too much so you got to break that pattern break that that loop now what's ingrained in us to do that so self-awareness gives you this realistic viewpoint of self what caused that pattern was it you know that um you know what is it a survival tactic because when you were smaller you didn't have a lot of food in the house and so now you 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 know you're um you're eating you're overeating uh, because you, it, you know, in your mind, you're, you're trying to survive. Well, okay. You, you got to be able to look at that and go, um, David Goggins says it like this, Roger that. How do I fix it? Right. You got to be able to realistically see a problem and go, Roger that. What's the solution? All right. And if you can't realistically look at yourself with accountability, which requires self-awareness, you know, if you, an inflated ego will, will keep you from having proper self-awareness as well. I just want to add that in there as a caveat, but if you can't realistically look at yourself uh, uh, and have proper self-awareness, you're just not going to be able to move forward. You're not going to be able to improve because you don't have a baseline of, of who you are, what the deficiencies are, and um, how do we improve them? And, um, I think the, the, maybe the biggest, one of the biggest struggles for people when it comes to self-awareness, we, we were listening to a, a pastor this morning, um, and he was talking about, um, you know, Francis Chan. I don't know if you listen to Francis Chan, but I, I really like, um, you know, I, I think the man has a huge heart given to him by God that he really cares about people. And he's, I love his viewpoints on, um, on, and, and takes on the Bible, and he says, um, you know, the the uh, the fool. He puts it like this: the fool will look for reasons to not to not look at things realistically. They'll look for ways, not reasons. They'll look for ways to not look at things realistically. So how do we not look at things realistically? We we look for fun. We look for things. We look for distractions. We look for things where we can have fun. He's just, he's like you know. It's I'm not saying that fun is bad. I'm just saying that it's an escape from reality, so you don't have to deal with things. And so accountability and self awareness kind of walk hand in hand. Like when you really become self aware, you gotta have the the guts to be able to be accountable to yourself when it comes to the deficiencies that you hold that you need to improve. And so if if you um, say 
look, I'm going to get real self-aware about some things and I'm going to kind of look into why I do some things that I do and, 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 you know, how I make decisions and that kind of thing. And you may find out some things about yourself that you've been, you know, just blindly ignoring. And then you find out those things, guts and accountability is the next step of being able to go, okay, here's the deficiency. Now I'm going to face it. Right. And, and it's not like a one-time fix. <laughs> you know, I wish it was. But when you find out these things about yourself, it, it, it's like, okay, what, what do I need to do regularly? And this is where habits comes into play. All this stuff that we're talking about is like a, a wheel of success. It just goes round and round and round talking about the same things. And, but it's all connected. So if one's missing, uh, you've got a flat tire. Right. If one of these things is not working, then life is painful. And every time you come around to that flat spot in the tire, it's just like thump, thump, and you're getting beat up in life. You you have to really have a lot of this stuff in place, or all this stuff in place. Otherwise, you know, it's just not going to work. Self improvement. Uh, you know, being able to to be more self aware and. Uh, have accountability and create new habits and get to a, a better uh, result in life is not going to happen easily if you got flat spots. So uh, I did this one thing with my family one time and I, and I said, uh, you know, I want all of you, we're, we're going to do this little exercise, right? Uh, I want all of you to tell me uh, some things that I need to be able to do to get better right? How can I get better in my family? Uh, how can I get better with my relationships? How could I improve uh, our relationship? What do I do that you don't like? What do I do that you hate? Right? How can I get better as a dad, as a husband? Um, and then I had them give me three things. And um, you know, I'm asking this to 11-year-old, 14-year-old, and my wife. And, you know, how can I get better? How could I improve? Because my relationship's important. And so I'd like you to tell me how I can improve. And, and these people know me better than anybody, right? And, um, you know, from my daughter, from my youngest daughter, she said, you know, speak with a lower, a different tone of voice. Sometimes I get a little intense, my voice is raised, but maybe it's, it's passion. It's not anger towards them. I don't hate them. I love my children, but my, I'm passionate, right? And so she says, you know, voice, less bossy. Of course, I'm, I'm dad, so less bossy. They want that. Uh, use, use questions to parent. Ask her more questions. Ask her where she's at. She wants me to be more... Uh, more, more, more inquisitive, right? Uh, my wife, you know, more affection. Don't assume what she thinks or feels. Put words in her mouth. Understands more. Make, make, you know, make her feel important. She wants to feel more important, right? Uh, and these are this is stuff that's that's near and dear to my heart. But guys, this is everybody has got their list of things, but it's. Self-awareness and accountability, the ability to be accountable, um, your guts. Are you? Do you have the guts to look at this stuff and go, Roger that, how do I fix it? And some people don't have the guts to make the list of things to fix. 
in their own life, how to improve. And so I'm telling you, I'm telling you mine, 100% completely transparent and vulnerable. Don't care. Don't care. I'm doing this because I think that everybody needs to do this. Because everybody's got their downfalls. Everybody's got their defense mechanisms. I'm going to talk more about that. But everybody's got their defense mechanisms that cause um, uh, turbulent relationships. And so I'm going to get into that right after I talk about this. So uh, stop, you know, Abby goes, stop trying to be, be better than... Um, uh, uh, better than, than the people in the family by speaking for them. Don't speak for them. Dad. Um, stop belittling people and her being above her or more imper- important than her. Uh, do not be dismissive of feelings and words and thoughts and teach, teach less, more fun. She wants more fun. Um, and so, uh, this this one about the belittling people and her being above her being more important than her. So so I'm gonna segue. I'm gonna use that as a segue into what I was talking about. This is a defense mechanism of mine. Um, and I don't know if you guys have have went through DISC um, decision making um, uh, assign. These this is how people primarily make decisions. Some people call it personality profiles. But it's not personality, it's how you make decisions. And a lot of this is tempered by situations that have happened to you in the past. And so on the DISC personality profile, I am 95% D, 95% of 100, especially during uh, stress. Okay? And then uh, 75 out of 100 C, but more relaxed in a more relaxed state. I'm more C than I am uh, D personality. But when I become stressed, D is the dominant personality, and it I really do um, want control, take control of situations in order to get to a solution faster and make decisions quickly um, in order to solve the problem and tend to go back and fix things that happen that are that that uh, were caused by fast decision making because I can fix the problems quick and make quick decisions and that so I really do take control of situations now that being said a defense mechanism that I have is I fall into that personality of taking control of a situation and it to the point and this is the downfall of this personality uh, to the point of harming relationships to get to the goal. And so, um, you know, when I was, when I was, uh, at a young age, I was, you know, taking care of myself, you know, partly due to me, partly due to, you know, just circumstances. And I, uh, had to, I didn't have anybody fall back on. And so I had to take care of myself uh, in situations in order to get food, in order to pay rent, in order to do things. I had to make fast decisions. And despite, you know, and, and that's great. Or um, I was going to say, despite uh, who I harmed, I had to make fast decisions and make things happen. Otherwise, I wasn't going to eat. I wasn't going to be able to pay rent. I wasn't going to be able to pay the light bill. Um, you know, so it was a survival tactic that I learned. And, um, it's great if you're on your own by yourself and you don't have anybody that's close to you. But when you have a family that emotional needs are important 
and you have a situation that comes up that requires somebody take control of it, it can be a minor situation, it can be a major situation, but you tend to fall back, or I tend to fall back into that, take control of accomplish the goal despite emotional damage done to people around me. Um, I tend to fall back in, into that under, under stressful situations. And so, you know, re- recently, um, I'll, I'll just talk about this. So my, my wife's uh, father had cancer and he and she decided, you know, uh, she was going to go stay with him on the weekends. And my wife does a lot around here. And I have a newfound respect for what she does around the house because I was put into a situation where, um, you know, on the weekend, she wasn't going to be here three or four days a week. So I needed to be able to take care of the girls, you know, 11 years old, 14 years old. And they do extra, Zoe does extracurricular activities. Um, and so I had to be able to get them, uh, Abby wants to do extracurricular activities and all this stuff's going through my mind. Like, how am I going to be able to actually manage the family by myself? And so I kind of went into that, that defense mechanism of take control of the situation. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. You're going to do this. Abby, you're going to do this. Zoe, you're going to do this. And then I put together these systems and, okay, here's how we do laundry. Here's how, here's where the laundry baskets go. Everything stays the same. And I kind of put together this military-like regimen of how we manage the house functions, laundry, dinners, showers. You know, I signed shower times. I kind of, you know, went into this mode of I'm going to manage every detail of everything and then you guys are going to do it and then we're going to get through this and everybody's going to be happy when the reality is that was stressful and that day that I said, okay, here's here's what we're going to do. That was stressful on on everybody because I came in and, and just chain, you know, drill sergeant type changed um, in, in a drill sergeant manner, change the way that we do everything and in order to be able to get the goal accomplished, which was uh, me being able to keep up, upkeep the house and upkeep the responsibilities without my wife being here. And so um, in doing that, it damaged the relationship. And I don't tend to think about that whenever I'm accomplishing the goal. Like, look, the goal is more important than, you know, this, we got to get this done or or else, you know, we're not going to be able to function right properly. Okay. And so being able to look at that and go, man, I need to be able to accomplish the goal and at the same time be nurturing and, and, and all of that to the family so that they're, I don't, I don't need to, um, hurt people's feelings. I don't need to, uh, hurt, leave a trail of, of emotions behind me on the way to the goal, I guess is the right way to say it because it's just not necessary, right? It's not necessary. It's unnecessary to do that. You know, you can get to the goal, um, with, without damaging uh, relationships emotionally on the way. It's possible, right? 
And so how do we do that? And that's something that I have to learn because just my, my personality is just not that way. And, and like I said, this is, this is something that if you're by yourself and you don't have, you know, for a long time, I lived by myself with no relationships really around me when I moved away from my family and I haven't gotten into my personal story yet. Uh, but when I moved away from my family, I was by myself, no friends, no family around, nobody to fall back on. That was great when I was by myself because it kept me uh, alive. It kept me with food, shelter. Uh, it kept me with the things that I needed to be able to live day to day. But um, when you have a family, <laughs> it's completely different. You can't mow through to the goal despite emotionally damaging the people around you. And so this is just a piece of my uh, personal journey to uh, self mastery, I guess, uh, self-improvement. Uh, how do I accomplish goals? You know, a good question I ask myself is how do I accomplish goals, um, without damaging the people around me emotionally? How do I emotionally support the people around me and still accomplish, uh, goals that I want to accomplish? And so, um, that may come easy for some people, but for other personalities like myself, which is very task oriented, you know, that, that personality, the DC personality on the disc profile, uh, is very much task oriented. So you ask me what I'm, what, well, how'd your weekend go? I would say, well, I did this, I did that, I did this. And so I'm very task oriented where it, it, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you ask somebody that's very, um, uh, you know, the I or the, the S personality, you say, how was your weekend? They say, oh, I saw this person and I saw these people and we, we hung out and did, and hung out here and we had a lot of fun and we got to laugh a lot. There, theirs is very emotional, very, uh, um, uh, people oriented and I'm very task oriented. And so, uh, that ability to be self-aware and the ability to have the guts and the wherewithal to to go um, to, to to be accountable to um, to reality and look at reality and go how do we fix this? This is just another task to me. Now this is going to be a lot harder. <laughs> Accountability is a lot harder to the people that that um, are, are the S type personalities. Uh, that are 65% of the population. These are the, the Mother Teresas of the world, right? They're the very, uh, the, 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 the personalities or the decision makers that um, just love people. They hate conflict. And so when you look at being accountable from a personality that's the S-type personality that hates conflict, this is inner conflict. This, is, this creates inner conflict to look at things that you are not proficient in, things that you need to change and do and step into those habits to change those things and be accountable. And it, it like, it is the worst thing in the world to an S type personality to, um, to, 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 um, to change, right? Because it creates conflict. It's the thing that they hate and run from the most in the world is conflict. 
And so um, it creates this creates inner conflict, but on the other side of that conflict is a better you. On the other side of the accountability and the and, uh, the pain of change is a better you who can get to the life that you really aspire to have, who can get to the better relationships that you aspire to have, who who can who can be more helpful to the people around them because of the goal that you have, right? The S-type personality just wants to help help the world, right? Doesn't matter. They don't care about money. They don't care about, they just want to help the world. And in order to help the world more, if you are in a hole, it's hard to help people out of the hole. And so if, if you're an S-type personality listening to this, and you're like, man, I hate change. I hate accountability. I hate, I hate everything about what you're saying. Well, if you, if you get out of the hole, if you improve your life by being more accountable, by being uh, more self-aware of, of what you're doing that's keeping you where you're at, if you, if you become more self-aware, then you can help more people out of the hole, right? It's all about helping more people but first, you have to help yourself. And that sucks to an, an S. This is the, like, I don't care about myself. <laughs> okay. Pump the brakes. How are you going to help anybody if you don't, if you're not in a position to? That's the thing. It, like, you have to be in a position to be able to help other people in order to help other people. You can't help anybody be self-aware. How could I help you guys be more self-aware if I wasn't personally going through this myself? How can I help other people be more emotionally vulnerable if I wasn't more emotionally vulnerable myself? How could I help anybody uh, get their finances in order if my finances weren't in order myself? See, that's the thing. Until we've walked the walk, we shouldn't be teaching it. We shouldn't be doing this kind of thing. And so what I'm telling you is that uh, in sharing my story with you is that I'm walking the walk and I'm doing the do, as they say, so that I can show you how to, right? And this is about helping. Even though I'm a DC personality, which is all task-oriented, I still care about the, the, the greater good and peace is very important to me. Um. You know, I want people to have some peace because I had, I went through so much, so much hell. And so I, I, I do want people to be able to, uh, not have regrets. That's why this, it's a whole, it's the whole reason why this podcast. And so I'd hate for you to be on your deathbed and say, you know what? I really regret not giving more. I really regret not giving more of myself, more of my time, more of my, uh, effort and energy and and, uh, and 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 you know the pain of accountability to improve so that I could help more people. I really regret not having more impact in the world with the time that I had. I don't want that for myself, and I don't want that for you. And so, um, th- this is so crucial. Uh, sometimes it can be helpful to get an accountability partner. I'm going to wrap this up because we're at 27 minutes. I'm not going to go beyond 30 minutes. So um, if you want an accountability partner, email me at david at davidwrobertson.com and I will be your email accountability partner in getting better 
and, and maybe seeing some blind spots that you're going through, you feel free to email me and I'll read through those emails and respond to you and, um, and, and help you the best that I can. Um, I'm not going to have, I don't claim to have all the answers, but I've gone through enough, uh, uh, of this type of stuff to be able to help some people get started. And so, uh, if I can't help with something, I'll point you in the right direction of a book or something or somebody that can. And so, um, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of, uh, of origins of success. Um, this has been episode eight, accountability and self-awareness and the value of it. And so uh, stay tuned for episode nine. We're almost at double digits. And so uh, maybe at double digits, we'll talk about consistency uh consistency and habits and, and, and when to get started, how to get started. Maybe I'll talk about that on the next one. Who knows? But anyway, see you guys on the next episode next week, next every, every Sunday, uh, here at the podcast room here in my, in my house, <laughs> uh, origins of success. Thanks guys for listening. Share this podcast. If you've got any value at all, share this with the people that you love. Peace.